Hello and welcome to the JNM podcast. My name is Jeanette. First off, uh, we would like to thank you for listening. Uh, if you're coming back, uh, welcome back. And if you're new, welcome and hope you enjoy. This is going to be another week of me bringing in a guest. And I would like to bring in one of my best friends and former classmate and former coworker, Miles Webb. <laughs> Oh, hi. Wow, that was really nice. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I feel so special. Well, yeah, like I remember when we first met, like it was after one of the professors was like, oh, like you need to network with mm-hmm. people. And then like you immediately came up to me. And you're like, hi. <laughs> yeah, I wasn't it was it, it was during orientation. Yeah. Like transfer student orientation. And I don't know why, but I was like, we should be friends because she's funny. I think you had had some really great quips throughout the like session. Uh-huh. And I always hunting for someone who's funny who will like make me funnier. And I think you have. So cool. it was all self-serving. <laughs> Do you have any like fun facts you want to talk about or? Oh, uh, no. <laughs> no, it's a fun fact. Uh, like... And no, I really don't. I really don't. Okay, cool. (laughs) So uh, today we're going to be talking about the 2006 comedy drama film Stick It. It was written and directed by Jessica Bendinger. Uh, I received information from Wikipedia, IMDb, and YouTube. So we're going to be bringing up some of the casts that were in here. Uh, the lead uh, was played by Nissy Peregrine as Haley Graham. Uh, you might know her from Ricky Blue, FBI, and Reaper, which are all like TV shows. I think this was like her one of her few films before she decided to do TV shows. Yeah, she. I feel like she does fit TV better after watching her and stick it. Yeah. Yeah, not enough character for to carry a film. No, I mean she did a pretty good job. It's like I, you can see like potential for it to like continue on to other films, especially like more blockbuster or like indie films. Next, we have Jeff Bridges as Bert Vickerman. Uh, you might know him in The Fisher King, uh, Crazy Hearts. The Big Lebowski and Surf's Up. Honestly, like, I feel like that he's kind of like an all-around person when it comes to acting. Like, he's in a lot of genres. Yeah. Well, I mean, I didn't know he was in Surf's Up until this second. And I'm just like, that makes sense because he has such a good voice. Yeah. Uh, So, yeah, he's like a good vocal actor. He has a recognizable face. And also, yeah, it kind of blends into whatever character. He's great. Oof. Yeah. Uh, next, we have Vanessa Langes as Joanne Charis. Uh, she was in Still Waiting uh, and two TV series, um, Hawthorne and Glee. Now, I remember with Hawthorne, I remember it was like during the recession that they were like, okay, let, let's make all of these like drama series so that it could hopefully bring up, you know, bring back like money and the recession and everything right uh, it was kind I, of 
it was kind of like one of those like kind of like procedurals that they were kind of like trying to hype it up oh okay yeah 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 it gives me like a a bones vibe yeah because i know it was like famous because it was like jada pink and smith as like the lead and they're hyping it up a lot Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. because i was at the time i was still watching access hollywood and like et and you know all those other like what do you call it kind of like oh celebrity shows like celebrity gossip shows yeah yeah i'm sure there's a there's a better term for it and i really just don't know it (laughs) so like at the time they were like they like oh like what's gonna happen in the next episode and i'm like this is very interesting that they're talking about this show and before they never really did something like this like they may have like promoted like a show once or twice but not as hard as like hawthorne so that's why i remember hawthorne Uh uh-huh um i i have to be honest i don't remember hawthorne at all but keep going i'm gonna look up really quick Okay. Hawthorne, because maybe it was like I saw an ad and I just don't remember it. Oh, yeah. Uh, next, we have Maddie Curley as Mina Hoyt. Uh, she uh, was a former gymnast, didn't go pro, but she has competed in like a lot of competitions. And she was actually turned into a stunt double for the young Sir Connor in the Terminator Dark Faith. So it's like the recent Terminator movie. Mm-hmm. And she was also in this gymnastic film called Chalk It Up. Chalk It Up. Yeah. That's a way, I, I think that's a better gymnastics movie name, personally. Oh, yeah. Uh, well, I don't know, because I guess I, could, I also think about like chalkboards. So maybe not. Did you see the last Terminator? No, I haven't. I'm really okay. bad at like watching recent films. <laughs> no, I, I don't. It's fine. It wasn't. I don't think it's a. I mean, I don't want to shit on it, but. <laughs> well, I mean, like I heard what because I know Miro um, saw it and he didn't like it. And I know that my dad watched it and he was like, oh, like, why are they trying to do a female like Terminator film? That's what he was. Oh, yeah. That's funny because isn't like the first one like a female lead? It's Sarah Connor. Yeah, it's because I remember in the first one, it was that like good robot hybrid that like came Mm -hmm. into the past to like save her because she's like going to breed like a leader. (laughs) You know what I mean? (laughs) Yeah, she's going to, yeah, yeah, breed a leader birth a leader like spawn spawn a leader yeah (laughs) and then and meanwhile like the actual terminator uh arnold schwarzenegger like he also comes into the past to kill her it's a whole scene a whole situation yeah a whole film and then you have nikki suhu as weiwei young uh, she was in The Lovely Bones, uh, the TV show Heathers, which actually was last year, I think. Um, yeah. And this indie film called The Browsing Effect. The Browsing Effect? What is yeah, that it's, about? It's basically like these people kind of like go on like online dating or like they kind of like date over like the internet. 
So this was kind of like probably before our new age of dating now with like, mm-hmm. oh, we have to like talk on Zoom because <laughs> we're in a pandemic. <laughs> totally. Okay. Yeah. I think this was like a little bit different because like they did like had like person to person like dates that mm-hmm. yes, they met online, but then they're meeting in person. Wow. That sounds really nice. I can't even imagine at this point uh next we have kellen lutz as frank you might know him in the twilight series fbi most wanted which is a tv series uh and legend of hercules and fun fact this was his debut film you know yeah it does feel like a debut film like him as a supporting friend with really gelled hair yes it was very like 2000 like mid 2000s yeah vibe. oh gosh yeah the plaid the like I, I don't I don't think he was wearing a wife beater but in my head he was wearing a wife beater I think he was I think he was wearing a wife beater hi yeah 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 and they were really had, like, he had like hmm. a necklace I think like maybe the oh. dog tags so it's very like, oh yeah that's so masculine this is a very masculine movie in a lot of ways but we'll get more into that okay cool kellen lutz next we have john patrick amadori as poot uh you might know him in the butterfly effect scott scott pilgrim versus the world he played um the lollipop like guard man that like scott has to go through to get to the final round oh my gosh i didn't i was trying to place him in that movie and now i'm like oh yeah, same thing with me, because I was, like, I'm trying to figure out, like, what was their, like, well-known roles, you know? Because, mm-hmm. like, a lot of these people, like, they've usually been in, like, maybe an episode of a TV show, so I was trying to find something that at least, like, they were, like, the main cast, or, like, they might yeah. know him. And I had to look it up to be like John Patrick Amadori and Scott Pilgrim, <laughs> and it had, like, an image of him with a lollipop. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I mean, I when he came up on screen, I thought he was Benny Drama. Do you know this Instagram user? No, I'm not. I don't know any Instagram. Shit, okay. People. Well, if you're listening, like Benito Skinner is his name. Like, and what does he do? Like, what does he does? He dresses up as the Kardashians a lot. His recent video that I liked was like the Blair Witch Project, but James Charles. <laughs> that was a pretty that was a pretty good time but yeah I thought that it was him in like a like I don't know it was really odd to see that yeah I kind of felt like he reminded me of like the people I went to high school yeah they had that very like Justin Bieber hairstyle at the time and it's like oh this is this is gonna be very regretful (laughs) yeah he felt more I don't know more like California than the other guy even though this was set wait was this this film was set in Texas right yes it was okay just double checking because it's okay (laughs) I mean a lot of the shots looked like California so I'm like maybe it was you know movie magic oh yeah maybe I mean I don't know I've never been to Texas but like maybe they have a couple palm trees I don't know yeah and some like rolling hills yeah. Uh, next, we have Tara Page as Trisha Skilkin. 
she was a former gymnast and also now works as like a stunt double slash stunt coordinator. So she was uh, in the Tomb Raider, the 2013 video game as like a stunt coordinator. She was also stunt double in Alice in Wonderland and in Nocturnal Animals. Hey, okay. That's really cool to have worked on a video game as the stunt coordinator. Yeah, I didn't know that video games have stunt coordinators. I I honestly yeah. thought that it was just like actors, like voice actors. Kind of mm. like the uh The Last of Us, where it's like they have them in like the suits and they reenact a scene. Yeah. Yeah, I guess it would be more mostly for the scene work then. Or yeah. like the because those are those do have a lot of cutscenes. Oh yeah. Next we have John Grease as Bryce Graham. Uh, he was in Taken to uh, Napoleon Dynamite and Running Scared. You got nothing to say about him? <laughs> no. <laughs> don't know. Yeah. Uh, next we have Gia Carrites as Alice Graham. You might know her from My Big Fat Greek Wedding, Big Little Lies, and Austin Powers, The Spy Who Shacked Me. Wait, in Big Little Lies, was she one of like the... Um you know, one of the like parents who were being in- yeah. being interviewed? Yeah, I think she was. She was, I know that her scenes were mostly in season two. So I think she was like one of the party goers and one of the okay. moms. Okay. Um, and then in My Big Fat Greek Wedding, she was known for as like uh, Cousin Nikki. <laughs> I haven't seen it, so I do not know. Oh my God. <laughs> I know. Ugh. Next we have John... Capellos as Chris DeFrank. You might know him in uh, The Breakfast Club as the janitor, um, The Shape of Water, and the TV series The Umbrella Academy. Yeah, I know him in The Breakfast Club. Um, did you see The Breakfast Club? I have seen The Breakfast Club, yeah. who? It, he's the janitor? Like, yeah, he's the janitor that like had potential to like do great things but then he ended up being a custodian at the high school that he graduated from (laughs) that's i mean hey don't knock it that's like a total it's a career path hey yeah like you know things happen maybe he had like you know stuff to deal with and then as a result he you know missed out on like college and yeah uh, and then there are several former gymnasts um, who played themselves. So you have Tim Daggett and Elfie Schlegel. Um, they were like the commentators of the like the events. It was a D- IG Classics. Mm-hmm. Uh, next, you have Bart Connor, Carly Patterson, Natia Lukin, I think this was before um, her like 2008 Olympic career. Because mm-hmm. like she went on to win gold in a couple events. And I think maybe for the all around, I'm not sure. I don't. Wait, I don't she, was repre- she was representing America or the United States? Yeah, she was representing us. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. And then her father, uh, Valerie Lukin, was her spotter in her uneven bars routine. In the film? Yes. Huh. And he, um, 
he was famous um, for being a gymnast uh, representing, I think, Soviet Union at the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think he also uh, won gold in one of the events. Um, yeah. And then he moved to America and then, yeah. I wonder how easy it is to move countries after you like perform at the Olympics. Because in my mind, every other country would be like, oh, for sure, come on in. Like your immigration papers are signed, go ahead. I mean, like, I think, cause I know there are people like, I think, um, I know there was this one competitor that he was born in America, but then he represented like his, um, his parents' country. And I think there's like a loophole. Like, I think like either one of your parents had to be like a native of like that country Okay. I think he was able to uh, get around it, and I think it was like a big deal because, because like America is like, why are you, you know, not representing America? And then he's like, dude, like it's my parents' country. I want yeah. to like, you know, support. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and then we have uh, Mohini uh, Barjwai, uh, Alana Slater, and Yang Yun as one of the competitors. So in terms of the backstory, I couldn't find anything about this backstory. (laughs) So I kind of had to work around with what I could. Mm -hmm. Um, So the writer and director, Jessica Bendinger, is known for her screenplay, Bring It On. Um, So the film became a cult classic and went on to create multiple sequels, which had no connection with the original uh, and even a musical with music by Tom Kitts and Lynn Manuel Miranda. I mean, I'm gonna assume this was pre Hamilton. Um, I think so. Yeah. Word. I okay. think it, it, I think it was probably in between Pacific Heights and mm. Hamilton. Right. Yeah, because I remember there was like a trailer for it because it was going to be at the Pantages Theater. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Yeah. And I think like they might, I think I saw an interview when they were going to open it on Broadway and like the reporter was like, well, how do you like, how do you, like, do all these, like, tricks? Because they were doing, like, actual cheerleading routines where they, like, fling them up in the air and, like, do all this On stunts. stage? Yes. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. And they did it to where they just kind of adjust the, um, the top lights mm-hmm. of and adjust it so that the stunt coordinators or, like, stunt doubles or, you know... Uh, can be able to perform their scenes without like hitting their head or right wow yeah pretty interesting uh (laughs) (laughs) Uh, she also wrote aqua marine first daughter and an episode of sex in the city then you have producer gail lyon uh, who worked on aaron brockovich stewart little two win a date with tad hamilton and destination wedding are those like the only movies that gail is known for uh yes like wow yeah that's like that's quite a mix to be known for i think it's like i don't know stuart little too kind of throws me off a little bit 
I mean, like, it's really cool that she went from being in, like, an Oscar-winning film and mm-hmm. also did, like, a children's film and then, like, a teen film and then, like, a film that's kind of, like, a play in mm-hmm. a film. Because I don't know yeah. if you've seen Destination Weddings. No, no. What's the What's the log line for it? So it's these two people who are going on to a wedding i think one of the exes of like either the bride or groom and Mm. then the other one is like a friend that you know just got invited Mm. and it's basically them talking to each other being like what is love like this is bullshit why are we here to end up like kind of falling in love but they didn't want to be like oh this is cliche for us to fall in love. <laughs> okay, yeah. They're like the anti-lovey lovers. Yeah, but it's a really good film. Uh, it does kind of play it as like a play. It's just Keanu Reeves and Winona Ryder. Um, oh my, those are yeah. the two lead. Oh, wow. Yeah. Like you do see hmm. a couple people, but it's mostly like you just see the backs of their heads and then mm-hmm. you move on to like Keanu Reeves and Winona just like bitching about like the event. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds, I mean, that sounds really good. Where's the destination? Like, where do they go? Uh, they go to, I think it's maybe Santa Barbara or like Napa Valley. Um, it's oh, wow. in like the winery area. Okay. Um, yeah. And then they're, they're even complaining about like, we spent like so much money to like just be here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then uh, based on the behind the scenes video that I saw on YouTube, uh, Missy did most of her stunts. That's based on what Jeff Bridges said. And in my opinion, the way that he said it, it kind of seemed like she may have only done like more of the easy stunts. And then her stunt doubles like did more of the difficult stunts. Yeah. I know, like, thinking about the film, she's not shown doing too much, but there's, like, a, a lot of handstands, which yes. that I could totally, I'm like, yeah, she totally did that. Um, and then being on the beam, you know. Yeah. Like, kind of a stunt. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> All the stuff that just, like, kind of requires, I think, physical fitness totally was her. But, uh, yeah, there were some that were really complicated. And, like, there's oh, no yeah. She was not. Yeah. Yeah, because, like, it was funny because, like, he did, uh, Jeff Bridges did mention that, it's like, oh, yeah, and then, you know, uh, her stunt doubles are, like, former gymnasts, and it's, Mm -hmm. like, you know, I think, like, you kind of need to tone down of, like, Missy did most of her stunts to be, like, yeah, she did most, some of the stunts. She did some, she did a a share (laughs) of the stunts. Yes. But the real stunts. And then there were also uh, stunt doubles for most of the actors. And also like the other actors are kind of just there as like a fill-in or actually former gymnasts, which I just listed. Originally, it states um, in IMDb that originally there were going to be two sisters on a team played by Courtney and Kim Heros. But Kim dropped out because she wanted to experience her senior year of high school. So as a result, uh, the characters were removed. 
Wow, and then Courtney also didn't get to do this movie. Yeah, so fuck mm. Kim. <laughs> yeah, Kim, how selfish. I'm trying to imagine this movie with two leads. It would be so, so different. I mean, I don't know how. I can't like really say exactly, but I don't know. That'd be it's interesting. Yeah, I think like it might have, in my opinion, like I think like these two sisters would have been like maybe like the side characters, like on top of Weiwei and Mina, mm-hmm. where they're like kind of like the people who kind of like say a couple of lines. Yeah. I don't know. It doesn't really say like how important these characters were. Um, but it shows like this film shows that it doesn't really need like more characters, in my opinion. Like I think it still worked even without the two the twins or you know. Yeah. I agree. And then uh, before the in-house competition, like we did see um, the girls spraying uh stickum beneath their leotards and apparently it's to prevent the leotards from riding up into a wedge Mm -hmm. and i also uh learned that it also connects to um the rules of gymnastics that apparently Mm -hmm. if a judge sees one of the competitors de-wedging herself during a routine or like in between routines that she's deducted points Oh my god, in between routines? Yeah. Like that's she- nuts cuz yeah, they would always be wedging. Yeah. Wedging. Um my gosh, the the standards they have for gymnastics are insane, which I guess is what this film shed light on. Oh yeah. Like I kind of understand like why they showed that like little like video of it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then even like um, Haley kind of explained it to like Frank and Pooch when yeah. they were like, hey, what's up with the, <laughs> how do you guys like not have like wedgies <laughs> that she explained? Like, well, <laughs> a full tutorial, like a walkthrough. So, yeah. Like, do you have any notes about like behind the scenes or? Um... I mean, I would just like to bring up the music video that Missy Elliott made i think music video and song that yeah. she made specifically for stick it um just a quick recap of the video it shows missy training for uh the classic or whatever the nationals yeah and then at the end of the music video she's one of the gymnasts at the open with Haley and everyone but what they did is they used a stunt double and then just placed missy elliott's head very obviously on the body like to a point where i think her head was larger than like the body kind of made sense like proportionally it did not make sense yeah um so that that was something that's something to watch and i really i i don't even know if they used the song oh no they used it they used like the kind of the um song Mm -hmm. like the music part of it in the beginning like the intro and then they played the song like the entire song like in the end during the end credits okay so yeah that was i mean that's my that's my only additional thing to this movie yeah i think um i think it got like a kind of like a vma awards or something yeah Wait, the movie 
No, the uh, the song. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, I think it got an award for something. Um, yeah, Missy Elliott. <laughs> Missy Elliott, Missy and Missy Peregrine. Yes, two Missies. Uh, so let's start with the film. So it begins with Haley Graham hanging out with her friends Frank and Poot. Um, Again, they don't really explain why he is named Poots. Um, it's there. <laughs> One can assume a nickname, but his parents might have just named him Poot. It's like the hashtag baby. That was uh, like hashtag. It's like imagine. They did it as a bit. Yeah. Poot. Maybe he had a twin. His twin's name is Scoot. Poot oh. and Scoot. That's pretty cute. I would name kids that. <laughs> They go to a residential construction site in Plano, Texas. Um, if you don't know where Plano, Texas is, is in the middle of the state. <laughs> so um, they're there to like do tricks on like their bikes. Um, yeah, they're like in a, a development. They're doing in the pool, the empty pools. Yes, and then a trio of skateboard skateboard bros like arrive and they're like hey this is like my spot and then they're like no we were here first and it's like okay let's do a trick <laughs> a trick off if you will yeah so they're like okay we're gonna go on the roof go down the ladder go through mm -hmm. like go on the like slide this the slide that they have and then land on the pool and then do a trick that was <laughs> I mean, and also this scene was set to like the hardest metal, like it was like wannabe hard metal rock. It's like, yeah, it's very like that kind of like alternative, like all American reject kind of. But like stock music. Yes. With, I don't even know if it had lyrics. <laughs> I don't think so. I think it was just like the, you know, the guitar. Guitar riffs yeah. and like drums and yeah, like. The shit that gets you into riding BMX bikes in pools. Yes. And then, like, wearing a hoodie to where you literally can see what you're doing. Type oh, yeah. Because, I mean, here's a... Can I do a little reveal? Missy was one of the bike riders. Yes. Wearing a hoodie. Like, she was hidden that entire sequence. It's just someone with the most intense hoodie. <laughs> and then she was so serious. She's, like... Because, like, before the bros come in... Like she's like chilling on her bike on top of the like this rock decor. Mm, a water that, feature of the pool. Yeah. While like Frank and Pooch are like doing tricks. <laughs> too cool. Too cool for school. Too cool for that pool. Yes. They uh, perform the stunt. The leader of the skateboard makes it to the pool, but like falls when he tries to do like a trick off of the pool and then when Haley goes um she does uh she performs a trick and then um does a trick like in the pool without falling however she loses control um and then goes through a large window and mm -hmm. then hits like this railing that's there for some reason like I don't yeah, I don't know how the like the house building process goes, but I feel like the windows were one in there too early. <laughs> and 
Well, and I guess the railings would be there for safety. I don't know. I don't know. It was like a very like decor railing. So I don't know if it was like there for some reason. I don't know. It, it was very confusing. Maybe there was a basement underneath and that was the railing for it. I don't know. But, uh, <laughs> but apparently her bike gets wedged into the railing and then Poots who like what was the point of this he goes to the front door and opens it which triggers the alarm and then they're like oh my god we gotta go so then they have to like leave her bike and then Mm -hmm. like they scatter and Haley like goes a different way and as she's running, she kind of removes the clothes, which reveals, like, oh, she's a girl. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's funny because, like, she she turns onto the street and then, like, pretends that, oh, yeah, she's just casually walking. But then the cop follows up to her and says, you're pushing it, Haley. Yeah. <laughs> and then she starts running. <laughs> I know it's like she's done this so many times that she has this relationship with the cop, which is, you know, really sets the tone. She's a bad girl. She is bad. Yes. Um, I would also like to say the music track they use is this, like Bollywood sounding track. And that yeah. I found kind of interesting. It was, I don't know. It felt maybe a little bit misplaced, but. Yeah. I don't know. No, it was like 2006. So it was before people were like, oh, yeah, this is offensive for some people (laughs) yeah yeah like does bollywood equal crime i don't know Hmm. is it okay to like play this while they're like running through the alleys i don't know (laughs) (laughs) i wonder if like the decision was they're like yeah this kind of looks like india right (laughs) (laughs) the back of a plano texas suburb kind of indian ay 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 she is later arrested and sent to court. Uh, while in court, uh, the cop tells the judge that there might have been $14,000 in damages. And then the judge uh, then tells Haley that she's going to give her another chance uh, and then states that her father um, has subsidized two options for her, uh, either military academy or VGA. Uh, Haley decides to go ahead. Sorry, I'm making a face because in this moment, didn't like if I'm remembering it correctly, she's like, it's military academy or VGA. Haley says military academy, and the judge is like, VGA. Yeah, and I'm VGA like, is, that is literally not like that's illegal. That's that upset me. I got very mad for Haley and like the justice system. Oh, yes, yeah, and then like while like Haley is deciding. Like her mom is like, oh, I should get custody of Haley. And then her father, oh, yeah, but you left us. Like, go fuck yourself. <laughs> that was very heavy, heavy handed, like character building. <laughs> like, these parents just can't get along. So much so they yell every time they see each other. When their daughter's in court, they're screaming at each other. It's insane. Um, so then, like you said, um, Haley chooses military county, but then the judge is like, VGA is, it's like, wait, you're, you weren't listening. Infuriating. (laughs) This judge, who then is later a hero, I'm like, no, she was a villain in the beginning. Pushes her desk. (laughs) (laughs) Haley, um, like, 
kind of comes back to the house with like a social worker and like she tells Haley is like oh like uh bring her thing it's going to be like a three-hour drive so if you kind of like being like hey if you need to pee go pee <laughs> type of thing she does not pee no at least we don't see yeah so then she uh she enters the ha- her room which is like kind of somewhat vandalized but it's like in a creative way it's like, it's a like lost... her own vandalism yeah um also gigantic room yes cavernous i'm like wait this is like larger than my apartment what is going on 110 <laughs> percent. while she's getting her thing she realized like oh like none of her stuff are in her drawers and then her dad comes in she's like where's my stuff and he already has it ready for her and then it's like this whole like thing when he gives her um her bag she's like why are you sending me to vga and then he argues that like she thinks like she should do it like she should go there but then she's like nah, blah 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 <laughs> mm-hmm. and then he's like well you used to be a good kid and then oh. she was like you used to be a good dad so it's like this whole like character uh, more ca- character development of like what's going on what's happening yeah. it was a perfect um, one-two punch too like you oh, used yeah. to be a good kid you used to be a good dad it's like oh fuck <laughs> <laughs> you got me daughter that hurt <laughs> explains my baldness (laughs) yeah bald dads bad dads let's just say it out loud if your dad's bald he's a bad dad just kidding oh my god no i only say that because i'm insecure about my baldness anyway (laughs) uh, i'm not bald i just will bald someday no i mean like you're you're good you're good my hair looks great it's great yeah mirrors hair looks great too and balding this is a weird topic to get on. Sorry. Okay. <laughs> Never mind. Moving on. So she goes back to the social worker with her stuff. And as um, they're driving away, Frank and Pooh catch up on their bikes again. Mm-hmm. And then they ask her where she's going. And then she's like, oh, I'm going to like Houston. And then before she leaves, Pooh gives her his cell phone that has like this again it's such a like outdated cell phone it like Mm. slid open (laughs) oh yeah and also just to give someone your cell phone that feels like weird yeah it's like who are you gonna how are you gonna call people she even brought it up she's like how are you gonna how are you gonna like use your cell phone it's like oh i'll just steal my brothers and it's like that's not how it works poot's rich obviously yes he's like money means nothing to me i don't care I have a Justin Bieber haircut. You could go fuck yourself. (laughs) (laughs) That is the energy that haircut gives you, though. Can I also just say in that scene, the social worker was so cool with two teenagers just like riding up to her car. Oh, yeah. And like on the street. I'm just like, you guys, this is kind of illegal. It's sort of. Yeah. And then when it turns green, when the light turns green, she's like, okay, we got to go, you guys. Like very calm. And I'm like, wow, like. I would like like, her to be my social worker, too. I know. I do not know if she was a great representation of social workers. Because in my mind, they'd be, like, tired of this shit. They'd be like, fucking, bye, guys. Let's go. But I don't know. Good social worker. Almost like the social worker from, like, A Marriage Story. 
like that kind of feel where they're like oh, mm. i don't want to be here yeah like, like just very shy very awkward it's like oh <laughs> that's what i expect more yes and this not, one was like cool yeah and i'll be like okay guys catch you on the later you know like yeah. peace <laughs> yeah um so she heads to houston uh where she meets bert vickerman um so he used to be one of the best coaches in gymnastics however mm. over time his reputation brought more injured competitors than champions yeah and his introduction is visually so cool oh yeah <laughs> it's like it's uh, on, in the frame it's mostly red and then he walks this like thinnish white line in the center because it's like in the you know gymnastic studio or whatever or gym yeah. and I was like I was my jaw dropped I was like what's this shot doing in a 2006 blockbuster that's insane yeah and then like when she was like listing like and talking about his backstory like he's like has his arm crossed and it's like going in 360 yeah it's, it's very it, like like this this stick it had some really cool shots overall oh yeah like very um very artsy very art house oh yeah because like i think when he was being introduced like they had like a group of women like kind of doing that like spread eagle upside down yeah yeah. And then as, like, they're opening their legs, not, like, you know, you know what I mean? Like, yes, doing their performance, the camera is going through, and that's where it's revealed that, oh, it's Bert. Yeah. Wait, how would you describe that shot? You're like, okay, so a lineup of spread eagles. We push through their legs to Bert Vickerman's face. Like, is that how you would describe it? Because <laughs> that is kind of what happens. Also, I, it made me feel kind of weird because I yeah, I don't know I think about gymnastics and I'm like coaches and like it's weird they sometimes have weird relationships and I was like to go through these gymnasts legs to Bert Vickerman yeah. I for a second I had this whole thing where I was like this movie is going to be about like an inappropriate relationship which we'll come back around to later okay when uh, the other gymnast sees her. Uh, one of them, named Joanne Charis, mm. uh, becomes upset that Haley is joining the team. And in the voiceover, she explains that uh, she made it to the world championship the previous year. However, she walked out of the competition in the middle of finals, costing the American team the gold medal and leaving a lot of people upset and hurt. Rightfully so. They worked so hard to get there and Haley just walked out on them. And that sucks to have worked for so long and then to be let down. Yes. And uh, Joanne is one of her former teammates uh, from the previous um, gym group that they both were in. And it will be explained later. But she... I'm just going to say right now, Joanne is my favorite character by far. She's she's like the gay character, like the, you know, she's the funny character. But some of her quips are so good. Oh, yeah. Like, it's not called gymnastics. At one point, she says pariah carry. <laughs> <laughs> to like describe Haley as a pariah. And I was like, oh, my gosh, that was a great line. So she, was, she has she has some of the best writing. Oh, yeah, she's very witty. And mm. yeah, at first, Haley is being defiant against birds. 
because Burr is like, hey, like you need to like start training. And then she's like, no, I don't want to train. And like he even had her do like a volt routine, which she kind of failed to do. Like she was like, okay, I'm going to like pretend I'm stretching and then do this like goofy run towards the vault and then basically so just goofy. sit on the vault. Yeah. <laughs> that scene, it was okay. It was okay. Yeah. The, the drum line they used was like, I think a little over the top, but whatever. Oh yeah. Hmm. And Bert kind of threatens her being like, hey, like if you don't listen to me, you're going to go to jail. And then I think after some time of thinking, she decides to be like, okay, like I'm going to, I'm going to actually do something a little bit, not a lot. Uh, so the next day she arrives at the gym ready to talk to Bert. Uh, however, um, she notices um, that Bert takes like some of the moms like individually to his office and says like, oh, hey, like your girl or a lady is very special and requires more training kind of be like oh yeah like i could see like olympics for her kind of like doing this like false like advertisement yeah he's like skeezing hard yes um so then once he finished um talking to the last mom um of the group Haley calls him out on it um and then he's like oh well kind of like subsiding as like oh well you know nothing to see here type of thing <laughs> Mm-hmm. I mean, business as usual. That is the game. Oh, yeah. When the other girls arrive at the gym, uh, Joanne and Haley butt heads. And this is where she kind of talks about um, their previous experience in the previous gym. So Joanne argues that uh, Haley received too much attention when they were training with Krista Frank. Uh, and then Haley argues that she's better than Joanne. After that, Haley mocks Joanne's routine on the beam. And then she also argues that she can dismount on a double back, which Vickerman kind of states that, you know, we can't do um, like risky routines unless they're clean and safe and yeah. we train type of thing. Which totally understandable. This was yeah. like a very, a very tense moment when Haley was like, I'm going to do it. And Bert was like, don't do it. And she's like, I'm going to do it. And he's like, don't. And then she does it. And it was like, mic drop. Oh, yeah. Like and a- then he throws a water bottle, which I'm like, wait a minute. Wait a minute. <laughs> I, see, again, where I'm just like, is he an inappropriate coach? Is that what this is about? Yeah. There are so many little moments that are just like peppered throughout where I was like, it's getting weird. Or it's not what getting weird. I don't know um yeah oh yeah birds um kind of tells her tells Haley again to join them and again she refuses so then it causes bird to take the other gymnasts um outside in the hot sun uh and then exercise and i think they were kind of like running with their toes like pointed yeah i think they were like running but it was extremely taxing on your hip flexors because yeah the legs looked straight they were coming out forward and just in this like small-ish circle yeah the, and they were going in a line and then he's like riding like in this motor like i don't think it was a lawnmower i think it was just like it was one of those like you know john deere carry 
tiny truck. Yeah, yeah. I don't know what you'd call it. Like <laughs> a farm truck of, of you know. And then it's thing. like going in the inner circle. Yeah. And, and yeah. In that scene, you didn't see Haley ever like go and help them. No. So it's kind of weird. It's like it cuts and you're just like, so Haley never helped them. And she's a shitty person. Yes. Um, Haley's painted as a very shitty person for a oh, while. Yeah. And it kind of is revealed like in the next scene, kind of where she kind of like realizes that she's a shitty person. So mm-hmm. when she returns to the her housing um, or like the place that she was like staying for the time being, uh, she finds out they locked her out and they threw her luggage out the window and being like, hey, go find something someplace else. Um, so Bert arrives and was like, hey, I'll, like, I need to talk to you. So they he takes her to the diner. <laughs> See, this is where I got real. I'm sorry, I'm going to come back to it one more time. But this is where I got weird feelings. I was like, is it is it cool for a coach to take a like a coachy whatever an athlete out like that i don't know i mean like i think like there are some like you know you it's not appropriate to kind of take one of like the teammates and like put them on a different pedestal than the other teammates it's something like you had to kind of equally treat everyone the same Mm -hmm. and i you could tell like he doesn't treat any of them the same yeah i know like the like uh mina and weiwei they just mean nothing yeah. they just yeah they're just thing. there yeah he takes her uh to a diner and he you know he tells her that a competition is coming up and if she participate and wins she can take the money and then like kind of just move on with her life like pay the uh restitution fees and then just go back to her normal life. Uh, despite her arguing that gymnastics is a dumb sport and she's tired of being judged, um, he's like, okay, kind of like being like, okay, I tried my best. You're, you're not helping. <laughs> Give us up uh, on her for a minute. Yeah. So then um, it's like this like, moment when they're at his car and he's about to leave and then he's kind of like tells her something kind of like being like hey like you know you're better than this type of thing and then it kind of changes her mind because she has to run uh, to the gym because he didn't want to you know drive her back to her house it's like, okay, you're on your own type of thing. Yeah, taught her a lesson, left in his Pontiac GTO. Yes. From this run, she changes her mind and begins training. Uh, so then one day, Frank and Poot decide to come to the gym to catch up with Haley. But it's like kind of a fun bit, like a weird but funny bit where they're like, okay, we're going to put these like masks on us and then sneak through the gym and then capture Haley and then take her away back to Plano. Terrible plan. They're also, aren't they wearing pantyhose? Like their faces are very obvious. Yeah. 
I don't think it was pantyhose. I think it had like a similar to like maybe like kind of like those like knitting um, like socks or something or like, you know what I mean? Like not ski mask, mm-hmm. but it's like, I don't think it was pantyhose. I think it was like another material. Um, and then when they get inside the mom see them and then they're like what are you doing here yeah <laughs> and then it, you know they're caught so then uh the coach bert uh, takes them to Haley, uh who's at the other like gym that's like the nearby cool gym, like the old classic mm. gym yeah i'm assuming like this is like a gym where like the younger um like gymnastics like the ones that are like maybe under competitor's age i wouldn't even thought of that i thought it was just like his garage or something he just like keeps intact for the memories (laughs) there's a lot of like memorabilia on the walls and stuff but yeah that makes sense yeah well because i I think like there was this one when she was exercising and like kind of being like oh if you if you like beams like you know be sure to be ready to like get your back like slammed on the floor many times it was something like that it's like oh mm-hmm. you're gonna get bruises you're gonna do this you're gonna do that uh you're gonna have like like cuts on your hands or something it, it was weird and while she was like you know training you could see like a younger like gymnastic group was like you know exercising and be in the back so i oh. think this might have been like a younger area i'm not sure no it makes sense i just missed that (laughs) i only had eyes for Haley. it was like she's the one she's our hero our unreliable hero i love it so then like bert allows them to say hi for like maybe a minute and then be like okay like that's it she's got to go back to training (laughs) which also are they in school or is like vga a school i I think like VGA is just like a gymnastics school. And I think most of like the gymnasts are probably homeschooled. Yes. Okay. I'm, I'm just now, I'm just now remembering that she got her GED and that was a big yeah. deal. She on the phone, she does yeah. like a fake phone. And she's like, Mina, can you tell Joanne that I got my GED at 15? And the Mina says she got her GED at 15. A great, great bit of dialogue. Yeah, and then also, I think, like, Joanne's mom was like, oh, you're a full-time gymnast. So I'm assuming that she probably does homeschooling. So Bert, um, I think it's, like, the following day or something, he he goes back uh, to check on Haley's progress. Uh, however, she he notices that she keeps performing risky tricks. Because um, he keeps saying, like, you're, you're pucked pucking the clutch or something like that or you're pushing the clutch the clutch i think it's like pushing the clutch or something like that like she's doing more than what she needs to do or something like that totally you're yeah okay yeah yeah uh so then he says like he wants her to perform routines and tricks that she can do rather than doing more because he keeps telling us like well if you want to do risky tricks you need to train so then you can learn how to control um your tricks and then she's like ignoring him it's like no i'm i can do it my way type of thing 
but then he he's like well like you know if you want to you know learn how to control your moves like come talk to me and then i i think it was maybe like an hour or maybe the next day i don't know it doesn't really explain one training (laughs) montage later yeah (laughs) she goes uh, back to the v- the main VGA building and it's like okay I want to control my tricks and he's like what what and he's like I want to control my tricks <laughs> and he's like oh okay okay I can do that I can help you <laughs> yeah and that's her change of heart and she wants to do well yes <laughs> so Bert uh, has Haley and the rest of the group um, to exercise, kind of doing more like maybe balancing exercises because they have, he has them like hold on the beam and like have their legs up almost like a plank or like a weird plank. Oh, yeah. When you're like hanging and then you pull your legs, you do a yeah. leg lift and hold. Yeah. Like they were doing that. And then they're also doing handstands and then walking. And I think they were doing a, a couple other exercises. Um, and then at the end of that montage, he picks for us then to compete in the IG classics. However, uh, in the end, he doesn't pick Kaylee. He becomes upset and that he failed to, you know, complete their deal. Cause the deal was that if she competes in the IG classics, mm-hmm. she, she can, can win the money and then she can pay off restitution and get the fuck out of there. Yeah. But then he tells her that he doesn't think she's ready. Uh, but when one of the assistant coaches tells uh, Vickerman that he needs some spark in the team, because he th- he says like, oh, the other teammates are lazy. You need, <laughs> you need more drama or something like that. So then Bird's like, okay, we're going to do an mm. in-house competition. And then we have Miss Drama herself. Yes. Haley. Yes. So then after the competition, uh, Weiwei, Mina, Haley, and this lady named Lacey uh, were the top. Yeah, she was just a cello. <laughs> just a name. <laughs> were the top four while Joanne was assigned to be uh, the alternate. And this kind of pisses off Joanne and also her mom being like, wait, like, this is bullshit. Mm. <laughs> Why are you doing this? And Bert's like, no, like we kind of made this deal, you know, we did an in-house competition that, you know, end of story. So I'm assuming it's like the next day, Lacey tries to perform a routine uh, on beam while Bert, Joanne and Haley were talking, but then she ends up injuring herself, which allows Joanne to replace her for the competition. Hooray. Yes. So they arrive at the venue. Uh, and then as they're walking by, Haley notices people staring at her and giving her mean looks. And even at one point, a lady uh, throws a drink at her and is like, oh, that's for the worlds. <laughs> mm. Yeah, they everyone's holding a grudge. Oh, yeah. This might have been where the Pariah Carey line was dropped. I think so. It would make sense here. Yes. But notices the incident and is like okay like i'm gonna give you some money to buy a new leotard you know just shake it off Mm -hmm. type of thing Mm -hmm. 
and that's where uh, Frank and Poot greet her at the one of those like little shops, like in the uh, yeah, in the lobby. They're doing like vendors and whatnot. Which, yes. in my mind, they wouldn't sell the quality of leotard you would need. No. But I don't know how leotard buying goes. Like, do you send them your measurements? I wonder. <laughs> I think so. I don't know if it's like um, theater costuming where he has it be measured in. Because mm-hmm. it is kind of like a spandex material, like a polyester. Yeah. So it probably has some kind of stretch to it, but I'm not sure. I don't know if it's like a universal, like small, medium, large, you know? Yeah. Because and, like, I think, mm-hmm. I think like Gabby Douglas, like is a lot different of a measurement than like maybe another competitor. Yeah. You know, whatever. She goes and gets a new leotard. And I thought it was, I thought it was too flip. During the competition, uh, Weiwei and Nina uh, tried to perform risky tricks I guess like in inspiration of Haley, but then both of them kind of fall or stumble in their routine, uh, which causes Bert to be like, what are you doing? Like, you know, what's going on? Like, Mm -hmm. yeah, which I was totally on Bert's side for that because he says, don't coach them. Yes. Yeah. And I was like, hell yeah, don't coach them. You're a child. And that's yeah. They can get hurt. Yeah, because like Kaylee was like, "Oh, like you guys, you guys did great. Like, you know, who cares if you fall or stumble?" And yeah. then when after she says that, Joanne is like, "Oh, like you know, Haley is just saying that, so then you could do harder tricks, so then you could look bad while she does better." You know, which. I totally also get. I'm like, I would have believed Joanne in that moment. Oh, yeah. And in a way, kind of believed her a little bit. Like, I, don't, I, I question Haley's intentions in trying to, like, quote unquote, help them, help Nina and Weiwei. But I think, like, Haley, like, in the middle of, like, the competition, she goes into the lobby, um, and that's where she meets her mom who's like, oh, like, I need you to talk to Chris to see if he can bring you back into his team. And Haley is like, no, I don't want to. I really don't want to be part of him anymore. And then her mom is like, oh, you know, like your dad only had you go to VGA because he's paying like four times as much as the other uh, gymnasts are paying. Well, I'm just, I'm wondering how much that is because I'm sure those programs are not cheap. Well, I looked it up and like okay. the average like gymnast pays like about 200 to $400 a month, but that oh. is mainly just like kind of like the basics and mm-hmm. it varies depending on how old the person is as well as like their level of like, you know, elite or I don't know. Like, level of, like, experience. Yeah. Yeah. So these girls are, like, I don't know, it's at a, at a facility, like, a dedicated facility. They live there. They're go- I don't know. I think, like, it might be maybe, like, 2,000, maybe on the level of, like, Haley. Mm-hmm. Maybe. A lot for her dad to pay. A lot of financial strain. Oh, yeah. 
so when she comes back to warm up on Beam, uh, Weiwei and Mina uh, make nasty comments at Haley, and they're like, okay, we get it. You're trying to win this competition. Like, you don't need to sabotage us in order to win. And then Bert also says that he expected more from her. And I think with everyone like telling Haley nasty comments, it causes her to lose like her focus on her performance. So when she's on the beam, uh, she accidentally falls, but she gets back up on the beam and when she's doing like a handstand she begins to tear up uh which causes a lot of people to be like oh what's going on (laughs) type Mm -hmm. of thing uh so once she dismounts uh she packs up her things and leaves the stage and Bert uh tries to stop her but Haley confronts him about how he's keeping her in order to receive the large amounts of money from her dad Mm -hmm. and then he brings up that oh she just she should just go back to chris the frank because apparently she listens to him more than uh she does to him and mm-hmm. then that's where mm-hmm. the reveal, reveal. <laughs> yes <laughs> so Haley states that she does not want to go back to chris because chris was hooking up with her mom and was the reason why her family broke up how it like yeah fall apart yeah in in essence gymnastics tore her family apart yes and then it explains why she you know left the worlds because that's where she found out on the fourth floor of the venue which what a crazy that's like i mean that scene must have been nuts to be about to perform and then find out that your mom has been boning your coach yes woof (laughs) Uh, so Bert, once he finds out about this whole um, kind of like the reason why she's acting like this, uh, he begins to apologize. He's like, look, I, I didn't know that this happened, but she refuses to listen to him and leaves the event with Frank and Poot. Haley visits the judge's office um, the next day and found out that Bert actually gave her a positive letter of recommendation for the judge. Um, and then Haley questions about her restitution that she needs to pay back, but the judge tells her that's taken care of and believes that she's a good person. Uh, she also mentions like, hey, like we both came from like bad families, so we need to stick together. <laughs> that was a pretty nice moment, I have to say. Yeah, so I can understand why, like, the judge gave her a second chance. Yeah. Probably because, like, she saw her parents arguing. It was like, okay, she's, she's yeah. coming from the same <laughs> situations I went through. So. You may remember the scene in court when the parents were yelling about custody yes. randomly. Like, yeah, you may remember. Yes. With that, um, she's like, huh that's weird that her restitution is being paid off so she goes back to vga and finds out that bert uses her father's money to pay off the restitution uh she apologizes to him about her behavior um Mm -hmm. in the past i'm assuming weeks or maybe months uh the timeline on this film is a little bit shaky for sure yeah too many montages Yes. 
so Haley promises uh, to bring him to the championships if he does a layout on the trampoline. So Bert does it, um, but then he becomes cocky and it's like, oh, do you want to see a full layout? And then he tries to do it, but then he mm -hmm. only falls off the trampoline and injures mm -hmm. himself. Yeah, which uh, that shot was the punchline of the trailer for this film. Yes. Was him shooting off a trampoline. Yeah. Um, I think it sold, like that That moment sold the film as like a funny film. They were like, it's going to be a comedy. Jeff Bridges is jumping off of trampolines. Oh, the humor. Yeah. And... Yeah. Only to find out that you have been bamboozled and it's a comedy drama. <laughs> this is a comedy drama. <laughs> but now you're sucked in and you have to watch the whole thing. You're already halfway through. You might as well keep going. <laughs> I mean, if we're being honest, that's how this film a little bit felt. <laughs> like halfway through, I was like, well, I'm already here. I have to see how it ends. <laughs> Even though it was like a, a same thing twice. Whatever. Okay. Never yeah. Mind. Uh, so he goes away um, in an ambulance and right after that Frank and Pooh arrive in the truck and mm -hmm. it's like oh let's all go take a trip to the mall and <laughs> yes and while they hang out uh, Joanne becomes infatuated with Poot and tells him that he is taking her to his prom like without even asking him like hey like would you like to go to prom she's like okay you're gonna take me to prom and i was like wow this this lady knows what she wants basically she's bold yes i liked it i think her and Pooh. i think they were a great couple oh yes i liked it when joanne comes back um she goes to her, her mom is like oh i'm gonna go prom but then mm -hmm. this is the scene where her mom is like we we moved here from Wichita, Kansas to come here so you could go to the Olympics. Yeah. And then Bert is like, yeah, that's not going to happen. Which I feel like he brought it up at the wrong time. I'm yeah. like, Bert, tensions are already high. Yeah. Why do you have to like crush that dream in this moment? Oh, yeah. Because like at the time, like Joanne didn't know that she didn't have the potential to be in the Olympics, and then yeah. to find out that it's like, oh yeah, I don't think you're. I think we need to reconsider uh, your daughter's uh, chances of making to the Olympics. And then Joanne was like, "What?" <laughs> and yeah. the mom was like, "Wait, we came here from Wichita." <laughs> With her pearl necklace and all. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yep. Joanne gets it from her mom for sure. Oh, yeah. And she's like, we're paying you the big bucks. Like, you promised that she was going to the Olympics. And then he's like, well, I may have lied. And then the other moms are right behind them. And they're like, wait a minute. Is this the same with my daughter? And then he's like, well, you know, everyone wants to you know have this envision that their daughter are going to the olympics so it's like i was you know letting you know it's, yeah yeah his his wrongs from earlier in the film are righted in that moment yes he's no longer lying he's a good guy hooray <laughs> uh so joanne's mom is like okay we're not going to come back here anymore 
Um, and while she's leaving, she asks Joanne to join her. But then Joanne is like, I think I'm going to the prom first. Yeah, Joanne just gets her way at the end of it. Yeah. Like, she wins for some reason. Yeah, that's weird. It's like, doesn't she have, like, a place to live? Or mm-hmm. <laughs> don't they live in the same house? Like, that would be very weird. If I can imagine, like, the dinner like after that incident (laughs) yeah when they would actually talk about it and be like i mean well because i guess it's only her and her mom yeah living in houston it kind of seems like her dad like came along i don't know i think i think back to like child acting and i remember that was like a me and my mom thing so in my mind it was just her and her mom like their home base is wichita they're renting an apartment in houston this is all they do the mom is probably really sad but she's like i'm sacrificing for my child at least that's what i see in my head oh yeah i kind of just imagine like the mom already like packed up her stuff and it's like okay you want to go prom there you go Just Wait, packed up her stuff, like packed her, like made her dress and everything, like her whole outfit, and was like, no, just home. like packed all of her stuff in like luggages, and it's like, okay, go prom, and it's like, oh, oh I gotta God. find a place to live. <laughs> I don't know, Joanne and her mom. That's the story I want to see. I really, I would, I would love to see a sideshow on that. Oh yeah. So it moves on to the national championships. So Haley, Joanne, Weiwei, and Mina qualify for the event. Uh, and this is like a first for Bert's, like this is the first time that he had four of his gymnasts to qualify. So when they get there, Haley sees her former gymnast uh, and former like teammates, uh, Trisha, uh, who also competed with her in the world, Worlds. So she tries to apologize to Trisha and it's like, hey, like I left you a note. I hope you received it. And Trisha just walked away. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then during the competition, uh, the team receives low points, uh, which kind of shows bias from the judges. Like it must have been because Haley is competing and they're still recovering from worlds that they're giving them low points because of it who knows it's a small world gymnastics they don't forget no so in the end Haley finishes in seventh place while Trisha finished first uh, for the all-around events and then during a cocktail event I'm assuming just for the coaches and the judges Mm. uh, Chris catches up with Bert Uh, so Chris tells Bert that he built Haley um so Bert shouldn't get credit for that but Bert tells Chris that Haley qualified without his help uh and then before Bert leaves Chris uh takes a jab on the safe and clean techniques that Bert is known for doing basically mm-hmm. um so it's kind of a little bit of like a battle between them in a sense <laughs> yeah I guess Chris is more he's the exciting one <laughs> He's like the showy, the showy coach. Oh yeah. He's the he's the hot the hot dad coach to Bert's good dad coach. Okay. Yeah. At least that's what I guess is trying to be portrayed. I kind of like see him almost like 
you know that those like businessmen that you know that they um like they went to like usc or like very like high prestigious yeah you know that kind of vibe yeah like his license plate is covered by a usc thing yes totally i mean again not saying that all usc alumni are assholes but no but i mean i think usc specifically the business school i'll just say that i think usc business alums uh it's a specific energy it's intense and it's like confident which is awesome yeah i mean good for them you know yeah wow Ooh, confidence that sounds really cool to have. unlike My- unlike us lmu people who are like oh yeah we're just here to help each other <laughs> we, we like hold hands and let's go look at the sunset or something i don't know yeah. <laughs> uh so during this like event competition where it's like each event has its own competition so during um, that, the following day, uh, Mina performs a uh, vault routine uh, and does like a perfect stunt. She like sticks it, boom, no problem whatsoever. And mm. the judges give her a 9.5 instead of 10. Uh, so Bert confronts the judges and is like, what, what's going on? Like, why did she, why did she get deducted? And the judge says Mia's bra was showing during the performance. And so that gives, uh, that that's like a deduction. So Bert's like, wait a minute, this is ancient like rules. Like, why are you following that? And it's like, well, like <laughs> it's mm-hmm. the rules. <laughs> yeah. Bert like tells everyone, it's like, oh, they deducted her because her bra was showing. So it infuriates Haley. And when it was her um, turn next up, uh, she becomes defiant and takes her bra strap off, mm-hmm. like, out. Right um, as she, like, gets up to the starting line, just yeah. whips both bra straps out. Yes. And she basically just walks up to um, the vault and then taps on it, and that's it, which basically saying that she scratches yeah, kind of a nice parallel to her original vault moment, which was that heavily drummed run down the runway. <laughs> yeah. So this influences other competitors to scratch, uh, causing Mina to win the vault event. Yeah, they uh, all scratch out of like uh, defiance because they're upset about the rule. Or yeah. The rule. Yeah, they kind of like realize like, hey, this is a BS thing. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to compete. So then Joanne realizes that they can control who wins and they decide to tell the other competitors uh, to do the same. So they kind of pick which one they think has the strongest performance and then they allow them to compete while everyone else scratches, basically. Which, I mean, as far as like, un, un, like the, my suspension of disbelief was questioned at that moment because I'm just like, would everyone after training for however long and like however seriously just be like oh actually yeah (laughs) this is a messed up rule I'm gonna throw my chances let's do it yeah I don't think it would happen in real world like events especially for the Olympics I think like there are some people who come from countries that's like yes like this is like a very privileged thing for me to be here to represent my country because not yeah. all 
uh, countries are like the U.S. that we have like millions of dollars that we could just spend and give it to yeah. the athletes. Like there are some like I think like I- Iran, uh, when their soccer um, team was able to compete in the Olympics, like it was a big thing. And when they came back after, I think it was after the um, the preliminary rounds um, mm-hmm. when they lost and they're coming back like the people of iran was like oh my god like congratulations you competed in the olympics because they thought it was such a cool thing to represent and then the the teammates were like oh my god this is embarrassing we didn't we didn't even win and they're like no you you guys did a good job you represented us oh that's so nice so yeah, so I think like if this was the Olympics, I think if like smaller countries had like a representative in the gymnastics, they'd be like, hell no, don't don't do it. Yeah. 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 I think it when it came to the beam competition, the meet director uh, takes note of what they're doing and decides to replace anyone. Um, who decides like oh yeah i'm going to scratch anyways and they're going to place them with an alternative that would like to compete in the event um so everyone except for this one competitor that's from a different team um decides not to participate in this rebellion (laughs) Mm -hmm. so basically she's replaced uh, by Trisha. Uh, Trisha performs her routine and basically has the clear advantage of winning the events um, after the competitor scratch. And when Weiwei comes in, she was about to do her routine and then she pauses and then in her head is like this hip hop song that yeah. she plays in her head and then she does this like non-traditional uh, routine and she does well. Like it probably didn't do well in terms of points, but mm. she ends up getting silver. Is that to Trisha's gold? Like did Trisha win that? Yeah, Trisha won gold, and then Weiwei got second, like silver. Right. Yeah. yeah. They move on to the floor events, uh, and Haley asks Trisha to understand why they are scratching, and Trisha's like, "No, I'm not going to scratch. I'm here to compete." You know, go fuck yourself. Which is what I think the like uh, mentality of most of the athletes would be. Yeah. Like I think Trisha is more representative of a realistic reaction, but whatever. <laughs> this Rebellion. <is> film. <laughs> I know. Okay. Yeah. I'm just you know whatever. That's fine. <laughs> I'm just upset for the athletes who have put so much work and time into their into their practicing their routines, and now they're scratching them because Haley feels bad. It's fine. She gets ready to perform her routine. Uh, and then right before she was about to step into it, Bert stops her and tells her that he is proud to be her coach and tells her not to hold back, which is kind of like a really like soft spot for Haley because she's like, oh my God, someone actually, you know, is proud of me. Yeah. Um, so she does a perfect routine but ends up getting 9.10 which a lot of people were kind of bummed about so when Trisha is up to compete it looks like she was about to like do her routine but she scratches by removing like 
kind of like lowering one of her like was it like shoulder yeah she pulls her shoulder down and they think the bra strap goes over the yeah yeah and then she does like the why <laughs> yeah like the i'm done whoop <laughs> so i might use that when i start hooking up with people as i like hop off the bed just do the like whoop. <laughs> i don't know do like the one two three going all around <laughs> oh yeah the full 270 i'm like look at the audience look at the judges look at my teammates thank you <laughs> so basically she scratches uh letting Haley win the gold uh, and despite not planning on going to college gymnastics, um, Haley receives multiple offers from several colleges. And then Haley asks Bert, like, where should she go? And he tells her, you know, she'll figure it out. And then there's this, like, whole, like, little, like, talking moments that I forgot. And then the movie's over. <laughs> Yeah, the movie ends at the, the the competition, like her walking out of this competition. Yeah, it was like after the cere- ceremony events where they're giving out mm-hmm. the awards and they're all like, you know, talking to reporters. Uh, some of them are having, you know, people come up to them as like, oh, like, would you sign my event? My forehead. Yeah. Uh, that's the end of the film. <laughs> ah, mm, what a good film. How'd that feel? Like, how do you, how do you feel uh, leaving the film? Like the moment after? Uh, well, I didn't feel different. Like I did like the film, but then in terms of like realistic, I don't think this is realistic. Yeah. Uh, and I think that's what, because I did mm-hmm. see a lot of like reviews. Some some people loved it. And then there's some that didn't like it. They thought that it was pretty bad. Go ahead. What they, they call out as bad? I didn't re- read any of the reviews, but what did they say? Um, they said that like they didn't think um, like the whole scratching would even be realistic. Okay, um, good. I'm glad. I'm glad they said that. Yeah. I agree. <laughs> And I think um, Ebert um, stated that it kind of is similar to this like 70s film, but it didn't, it seemed a bit cheesy or something like that. And I forgot what film he was talking about, but it's like a very like indies, like gymnastics film. An indie 70 gymnastics film? That sounds pretty good. Yeah. But yeah, like, I mean, if I'm talking about like not thinking realistic, I think it's a pretty like decent film. Like I still like the characters. I did agree that Haley kind of seemed a bit like, yeah, she's just saying this to Weiwei and Mina as a way to look better type of thing. Yeah. What about you? What did you think? I guess along the same lines, it was because it was quite unrealistic. I walked away kind of thinking, oh, it was just a story about like redemption, I don't know, redemption, but in a gymnastics world. So it's like the story was very standard and could have been kind of told in any 
world, any athletics world. So yeah. I don't know why gymnastics was specifically it. I mean, I kind of agree that it did bring up about gymnastics because I think out of all the sports, like this is the most like judgmented like game because it's like mm-hmm. everything that you do is like can be a deduction point. Yeah. Because like I think even Haley, like there's that voiceover that's like, oh, if you want to have music in your like lyrics in your music, that's a huge deduction. Mm-hmm. Um, or if like like it's if it's something like if you put like just one hand on the vault instead of two that's like a huge deduction oh that was that was an interesting point they made in the film like that shocked me yeah if you like land wrong on that vault yeah because i know i i do remember in like the 2008 olympics i did remember people were talking about how uh the judges were kind of siding with um the chinese gymnasts that they're kind of giving them higher points than what they um, should be giving. Because I think there was this one where someone was on a beam, on the beam, and she fell and then got back up, but then she got higher points than uh, the other gymnasts that didn't fall. Huh. Yeah. It was the like other a... gymnast like, did something weird with her hand? No, she like, um, like she kind of did what Haley did, which when she kind of was like doing like a performance trick or something she like probably landed on her leg wrong Mm -hmm. and kind of went off balance and fell right but then she got back up Mm -hmm. um and like a lot of people were arguing like why was she given higher points if she fell because like falling is like a huge deduction Mm -hmm. and she was having she was given um, a higher um, point than the other competitors that didn't fall. So, yeah, the judging criteria that'd be something interesting to like read through is the actual judging criteria for gymnastics. Oh, yeah. I think it would be interesting to have like a documentary about this, like about gym- gymnastic judging. Oh, there has to be. Yeah. Some, yeah. Do you want to talk about any of the any uh, characters that stood out for you? I mean, of course, Joanne really stuck out, but it's just because she had the quippiest writing. And let's see, Haley. I don't know if I feel any way about Haley. Like, I, I feel like I tolerated Haley. She was really just a vehicle for the movie, or yeah. I don't know. I I I don't think about her, and I don't really like think about any character moments she had. Oh, what do you think about Bert? Like, what was your um, feeling about him? Because I know you were saying that he kind of reminded you of like a creepy coach. Yeah, I think initially he did, because but I think maybe I just feel weird about coaches in general. But by the end, I don't know. I guess he he like was a father figure to Haley. So he ended up nice. Yeah, I could kind of agree with the whole like him taking Haley out to a diner being weird because it's like, yeah, because like, especially with like recent events, like Mm -hmm. that one like doctor being like convicted of, you know, yeah, which this was totally made before that. So it's like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because 
I don't think if this movie was made in 2020, I think they would have to address it more. Yeah, I think it would would have been more of like Jeff Bridges being like, you know, I'm not trying to do anything. Or, you know, they would have like a moment where he's probably yeah. letting people know it's like, hey, I'm not here to do anything type of thing. I don't know. Yeah, I think they'd have to more firmly establish that he was an okay guy because all the information were presented and stick it about uh, Bert is like he kind of has like witty he's like witty conversations with his athletes and also drives a Pontiac GTO convertible, which is like a very, I don't know, not like molesters car, but it's not an uncreepy car. (laughs) Like, I don't know. There's something about it where I'm just like, that's not, you didn't just pick that. Like you got that to look good to like lure people into it. So that's where I'm at with that. The car was weird. It was a weird choice. (laughs) Well, because, like, I did remember, like, I think when Haley was on the trampoline and they were doing, like, a little talk that he came over and kind of, like, massaged her, like, her legs. I yeah. remember that. Or he was kind of, like, trying to, like, um, I don't know. Like, how do you explain it? It's, like, he was trying to, like, maybe crack, like, the bones of her feet. He was trying to break her feet. He was like snapping them he was i don't know yeah i guess like rolling them out or whatever like yeah extending them making them work better yeah so i think like maybe that scene probably would have been different if the film was made today i think it would have been just um maybe like a female coach doing it while bert is talking to her yeah do you think if this film was made today like on a scale of one to ten, how much gayer would it be? Oh, pretty gay, right? Like it would like, given the setup, I expected a much gayer film. Yeah, and you know, didn't I didn't get that? I wanted some like, I don't know, shorter haircuts and more homoerotic tension, especially between Joanne. Of course, between Joanne and Haley. I mean, I was living for it. Yeah, I mean, I do have this one uh, comment about Frank and Poot. Like, I think when oh. Poot was talking to Joanne, I think mm-hmm. she asked something about Frank, and then Poot was like, oh, he's gay. And I think today yeah. it would have been like, that's kind of offensive to, you know, call someone out of their, you know, like basically forcing someone to come out. Like, I think that would have been yeah. different. He it's outed like, yeah, because like I, I don't know if Frank was actually supposed to be gay in this film. Because he kind of, I mean, in my opinion, I felt like that he was just like a normal guy. Yeah, I didn't get gay vibes at all. Yeah. If he was, I wish they'd like leaned into it. Yeah. And like, I mean, I don't know, maybe like Poot knew that he was gay, but I think it would have been different if... I think that whole scene of him being like, oh yeah, Frank's gay would never come out, like, especially now, because it's kind of offensive. And, you know, let Frank come out on himself <laughs> than having someone else <laughs> do it for him. Exactly. See, okay, here's here's the sequel. It's the love triangle between Frank Poots and Joanne. Oh. Right? Yes. So Frank is like, I am gay and I do love Poot. Which is understandable. Poot is cute, for sure. And then it's like Poot dealing with his, you know, relationship with Joanne. So that would be the sequel. 
but yeah. we'll never get it. Oh, yeah. Do you um, think when they made the movie, they wanted a sequel? I don't think so. I think it was kind of like the same thing I was bringing on, where it kind of kind of ended off being like, okay, this is not going to be a sequel, you know? Because mm-hmm. uh, I think this was like probably um, before the recession, because I think, in my opinion, I feel like that when does a recession happen, it caused a lot of like um, film companies to be like, okay, like we need to create films that would have like a possibility of a uh, sequel. Yeah. Because they know that it's like, oh, since it's already famous or already popular by the audience, that they know that they have a fan base that if they want to create a sequel, they can type of thing. Yeah. I mean, like the investment in creating a, a sequelable movie is much better than like a one-off movie yeah so that makes sense when people became more conservative they did start to want to make more um sequel movies i mean i think this would be kind of like in the underline of like an indie film Mm -hmm. you know where it's like okay we know that it's not going to be popular by a lot of people and you know so we're just going to like wing it (laughs) we're gonna throw together a film i mean it did look like kind of easy filming because they oh, only yeah. they were in like what three locations total three or four yeah i think so and all. so i wonder what i mean i didn't look up what the budget was on this but i can't imagine too high no i don't think so because this was uh distributed by spyglass entertainment and touchstone pictures so it kind of had like disney like money coming from mm-hmm. it you know yeah um and they had jeff bridges which is pretty notable oh yeah it, i think like that was like their a-list actor because like nowadays like mm-hmm. every film especially indie films has to have like at least one a-lister you mm-hmm. know it's kind yeah. of like one of the rules now i mean 110 percent. yeah do you like do you rate films do you give them like a one to ten or I mean, not on this podcast, but I think, like, personally, I would give this maybe, like, a 7.5 to an 8. Really? Yeah. I would have said 6.5. Okay. Cool. Uh, so, yeah, that is it. Um, hopefully, we'll continue with this, like, what what do we call this? It's, like, a sports comedy, like, film series type of thing that we're doing. Yeah, yeah, we're going to do more sports films. I don't know what the next one's going to be, but it will be a sports film. (laughs) (laughs) Or it could be like, you know, maybe a franchise. Is there a sports film franchise? No, I think the only sports related is like Fast and Furious, like drag racing. Oh, we sh- I should, okay, I mean, I would be great at that because of cars, I do love. Oh, let's come back around to that idea. Okay. Uh, yeah. But yeah, that is it for this episode. Thank you guys for listening. If you want to follow us on Instagram, you can follow us at J-A-N-D-M underscore podcast. Uh, you can also email us at J-N-M podcast at gmail.com. 
if you want to give us any suggestions or if you want to say hi scam free please don't scam us thank you uh, <laughs> also in terms of self-promotion um, me and Miles uh, have worked on a web series called Flirtural Reality. He starred in a couple of episodes. Uh, so if you want to look up that series, the YouTube channel is Flirtural Reality Series. Uh, and they also have an Instagram called Flirtural underscore reality. Uh, Miles, do you have any promotions you want to talk about? I would just say, follow me on social media. Oh, my, my, Miles. And that is Miles with a Y. Wow, Jeanette, you were laughing. Full full laughter at that name. It does sound ridiculous saying it out loud. I will agree with that. But I've committed to it so much that it's just whatever. But yeah, follow, follow along. No, it's just like I forgot that your account was Oh, my, Miles. <laughs> oh, my, my, Miles. Oh, it's supposed my, to be my. like, a, yeah, Troy Savon's song, Oh My, My, My. Because I was like, I'm gay and I'm, I don't know, a twink. <laughs> okay, it's whatever. No, I love, I love the account. It's really great. He's very funny. You should go um, on his Instagram. You also do Twitter or no? I'm more TikTok than Twitter. Yes, he, he is very funny. Thank you. Haven't haven't seen your TikTok, but I I assume it's amazing. It is fabulous. Great. Thank you. Uh, so yeah, thank you again for listening, and hope you come back next week. Thanks. Bye. <laughs> Bye.